Hey guys, this is Joanna Houghton. I play Agata. Thanks for listening so much. We love all the engagement on Twitter and we'd love to hear some more at Caverns Pod on Twitter um, because you guys are hilarious and great and we love how much detail you put into your your tweets. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode and look forward to hearing from you more. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians. Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time, after solving the dungeon's puzzle, the party is confronted by a kindly old woman. In a large domed chamber, hundreds of feet underground, you have raised up an ancient gazebo with an even more ancient-looking sarcophagus. And when the lid of that sarcophagus opened, an even more ancient-looking grandma was inside. She has a tattered shawl about her shoulders. Her hair is so white as to almost be translucent. Her skin gray and looks like weathered papyrus. Uh, So I'm going to sit this battle out because I'm shitting my pants. I understand the gazebo. What I don't understand is the fake rose bushes. Those look really, really fake. I'm thinking guiding bolt right now. You're always thinking guiding bolt. So the first you see a grandma, and the first thought is attack. No, Wait, no. When I see a grandma, I don't think attack. When I see a grandma come out of a scary trap in a sarcophagus, I think well, attack. Now, now we're being rude. Hello, uh, madam. The living shouldn't be here. Could you See clarify, at any point, did you have children? And did those children have children? Yeah, because right now we're really just talking to an old woman, for all we know. Yeah, I do want that clarified. Guiding bolt. Hello, my, my name is Fook. Children are dead. Ooh, been there. All are dead. Been there. You should not be here. And Agreed. I'm so sorry for that, but you still need to finish. Did those children have children before they died? Hey, his children died too. Yes, we could bond. You should be dead. Could you point us to the way out? Death. The grandma's eyes start shining a bright red. And power seems to flicker. Through her fingers. I told you I should have guiding bolt her. Okay, it is fair to attack at this point. Isn't it guiding bolted? Focus on the fighting. Sorry, folks, I'm keeping my distance. I can't deal with grandmas. Finnick runs up the wall, whips out his short bow, takes aim at grandma, and looses the shot right at her face. The arrow flies through the air and hits the grandma, but it sort of grazes her on the arm. It doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to have gone into her. It sort of bounces off. The grandma surveys the four of you. She sees the arcane magic is strongest within Hank. The grandma points at Hank. I don't think you should be here. She crinkles up her nose and flexes her finger, and suddenly Hank finds himself on another plane of existence, just a dark, empty plane. To be fair, I think this is probably a safer place to be. And the rest of you just see him blink out of existence. Did she just... Did... Uh, did she... Is, 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 yeah. Use your words. Did she just bl- blink him out of existence? Yes. I'm... Uh, uh, Use your words. 
Um, I uh, I pooped myself again. Good to know. Fook runs out, disappears into a silvery mist, reappears behind this undead grandma and makes two mighty swings against her. The first one misses horribly and the second one misses even worse. The second one misses so badly that the axe flies out of your hand and slides across the floor a good 21 feet. Oh, shit. Hank sits down for a little bit in his demiplane, takes out a little book, does some light reading. Not much I can do here. Agata, who has been holding that guiding bolt ready to let loose, pulls back both hands and throws the most massive guiding bolt she has ever summoned right at Grandma. You hit her square in the chest, and you see part of the energy of it dissipate as it hits her. She is staggered a bit, but some of that energy was dissipated when it hit her. Finnick, my axe! But then I'd have to run towards her. But then I'd be able to hit her. As that guiding bolt hits her, Hank pops back into your plane of existence. Hank puts away his Rundoku puzzles and pays attention to the battle again. There is a smell of sulfur. (laughs) Oh, no, that's just me. I put myself twice. What have you been eating? Mm, Sulfur. My axe! Oh, I haven't been eating it. No, just throw it. Okay, yes. Uh, Finnick dashes down the wall, runs toward the axe, picks it up and throws it to Fook. And as it is in the air and she is possibly distracted by it, he whips out his uh, short bow again and fires once more at her face. The axe falls right at Fook's feet, bouncing out of his hands. Close enough. The arrow hits the top of her head, skimming off, and some of that translucent hair is falling to the ground, but she doesn't seem all that bothered by it. Uh, I'm going to stop using my bow because it sucks against her. From where she is, she sees herself surrounded and, and she looks down at her gr- at the ground and her hands go to her sides and flame begins to flicker from her fingers, shooting to the ground, spreading around her and rising up around her. She is now seemingly engulfed in flames. Well, that's not good, guys. Or maybe the problem's taking care of itself. There is brilliant light in about a a 10-foot shell around her. It's so bright it is hard to see. Fook reaches down and picks up his axe, swings swings twice against this grandmother. The first one hits, but the second one bites extremely deeply, and the magic in the axe surges, and thunder fills the room as this grandmother is thrust away from him. You hear... What sounds like a cannon going off as the thunder goes by. And almost a cacophonous sound of thousands of people cheering as this thunder wave is cast from your mighty axe. Finnick is slightly knocked back and in awe. As you hit, it cleaves deep. She's staggered and looks more and more like a grandma on the verge of death. As she is thrown back, her fire shield explodes in a ball of flame, hitting you with a sheet of flame. She flies ten feet through the air, and you hear her her meek grandma cry, She lands ten feet away from you, just at the edge of the gazebo, further away from her sarcophagus. 
as Spook is reeling from the fire, he also looks quickly at the sarcophagus to see if it's just a random box or if this thing might be special in some way. It looks very ornate. It looks fine as though you would see it in the museum. Uh, Hank looks around himself, doesn't see any good tactical options. So he wonders if the sarcophagus maybe has some source of her power type mojo thing and investigates it. This thing is inscribed with the runes of a necromancer. It is inscribed with runes that refer to magics that deal with death and life. But also there is a lot of dimensional magic, like portal work is involved in this. It seems like it's part of a work of magic. It seems like it's part of a ritual. Hey, whatever you're doing, can you do it quick? Uh, She's really close to me right now. And I feel a third poop coming on. And can you describe what you just figured out for the rest of us? Share with the class. Um, it's like magic. It's part of the ritual. It's got runes on it, dimension stuff. I'm going to start trying to scratch out some runes. Hank takes out his knife and runs towards the sarcophagus, planning to start scratching out runes at random. I don't want to be standing next to this. Uh, Agata casts Preserve Life and spreads the healing energy to between her teammates and then moves towards the sarcophagus. This will be super useful if this explodes in my face. Uh, wait, wh- what just happened? Did did Agata heal us in mid- in the middle of combat? It yes. did feel weird. It did feel weird in the moment, but uh, let's just go with I it. I didn't know that she could do that. Well, live and learn. Ah, cool. I'm going to try not to take that personally, and next time maybe I won't heal you. Oh, no, I just... Uh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Finnick is super freaked out that this old grandma is so close to him. Uh, he takes out his dagger of ninja vanish and says, Don't you come close to me! He dashes forward, nicks her in the eye, and runs out towards the wall. Your dagger doesn't quite hit the eye because you're coming up from an angle below her. It gets her right in the cheek and actually pierces her cheek. She feels the dagger on her tongue, and she can taste its magic. As it pulls out, she looks directly into your eyes. Yeah, it didn't work. Ooh, I think I'm off the hook. Finnick dashes towards the furthest wall. No, Finnick, don't go in a direct line. Too late. The kindly grandmother hovers so she can line up Finnick, Agata, and Fook with a mighty lightning bolt. As the electricity crackles off of her fingers, it shoots out in a wide spread, which Finnick is able to dive right under, missing it completely. And Agata turns and only sort of half catches her, leaving Fook to take the full brunt of the blast. This is a shocking turn of events. And he takes it again for making such an awful pun. Uh, I think I need some healing now. You're preaching to the choir. Uh, I'll stick to the walls. Agata, you may need to rescue me from death. But I'm going in. Fook moves towards the old woman, raising up his axe again. He's going in for two more attacks. You have such a a feeble grandmother in front of you. She takes an immense amount of force on this. There is... It's not quite blood. When you slice into her, blood doesn't come out. But you... Yes. You cannot... You are choking on the dust that is pouring out of this old grandmother right now. You think that she... He's very close to the end. Hank runs the rest of the way through the sarcophagus, picks one of the runes that looks real important, and starts scratching against it with his little knife. 
I really hope this does something useful. Uh, as you scratch it off, you are pushed back by the a force of a magical explosion that the force of it hurts you. You're now five feet away from the sarcophagus. Nope, that's not how we do this. Uh, Agata runs towards Grandma and attacks her with her magic sword. Agata's longsword pierces the grandmother's heart. As it does, dust pours out of every orifice. Her ears, her nose, her mouth, the wounds she's received falls down out of her skirts. And there is a, another rumble. There is a brilliant flash of red light from her eyes. And she turns to dust. But hovering in front of you is now the apparition of that grandmother. Not the one you saw coming out of the sarcophagus, but more lively with a sort of golden glow about her. The hair shimmers. The shawl is not quite as ragged. She floats a few inches off the ground. And you have a sense of enormous well-being. Did we set your soul free? Yes. What evil purpose corrupted my work? Actually, I believe it was me who set her soul free with my magic sword. Nobody likes a braggart. Free. Yeah, we're, we're trying to do something like nice for the lady. Do it's, you have a problem uh, with your L's and your R's, young Yes, one? I do. I have an accent. You were stuck in an old woman's body. You really want to talk about here? But judgment she is an here? old woman. She wasn't stuck in the body. Okay, she really is going to judge me about how I speak when she was stuck I'm in I'm still the... afraid of grandmas. I'm going to stay back here. Okay. Let's we're... start over. Yes, let's hear her story. Yes, Hello. I My set you is... free. Tell me what happened to you. My name is Fook. <sighs> He's immune to diseases. I have been down here for what must be centuries. Does anyone have a current newspaper? I don't think you'd be able to hold one if we offered you one. You could hold it up to me, or you could read to me like my grandson used to. I I have this uh, recent clipping from the local newspaper because they were like interviewing people who were going through the pool. And okay, I was, well, let's I was get at the, the pool that day. Shut up. Let's no, get it's the recent. She, can, she wants to date. What is your name, madam? Oh... I have not been called by a name for so long. I was awake in there. Let's call you Becky. Are you a cleric? Yes. Of Helm? Yes. Then you must have been sent here to relieve me. Yes. All right. We'll get the ritual started and we'll bind you to the portal. Oh, uh, no, I think there must... No, I... Sure, can I help in To way? crouch down the sarcophagus is a little small for you. It won't be comfortable. You, you know, see, you know... This is the results of when you speak at the turn. <laughs> Maybe you, if you take your you, boots off, you'll you fit in a little things. easier. You know, you're right. I, I my mistake, I was, I was sent to get someone else out of a different thing i got you confused with this other person it's it's my mistake finnick, no finnick is sneaking up behind the apparition i'm a paladin if that helps oh of, of helm of a kangaroo with an ice cream cone are you a <laughs> paladin or cleric good sir no i'm certified with my w6 uh if i would have a, are a you a paladin or a cleric sir oh, damn she saw me um, mm, no. Oh, then we are doomed. Why are we Wait, doomed? what, what? If there is no pure soul, 
bound to the portal, they can come through. Who can? Those who seek the power of the beast. Question. What exactly is entailed in binding to the portal? Well, do you see me? Yes. Do you see what I was? Yes. Basically that. Agatha, that sarcophagus doesn't look that uncomfortable. I mean, I've got some books and some puzzles I could leave you. Help you spend the time. I'm good, actually. We could send you letters. You know, no, I'm good. I might even come and visit sometime. I'm just going to go check on what's going on outside. It's for the good of the world. Back in my day, there were many of us until they came. Attracted by the power of the beast. We undertook dark rituals in desperation to seal them away. Who's they? Back in my day, we called them the Mind Flayers. Ooh, I've heard of these things. You uh, have? Then the, they're the guys with the, the tentacle teeth, right? Yes. Yeah. They move through dimensions seeking power so they might reclaim their evil empire. Well, looks like you've got another shift or two, so uh, we'll just leave you to it. But without my life force bound... Uh. To that sarcophagus, the portal underneath will. Finnick, maybe seep we can out. explain God to you and it'll work? I don't want to be here. Well, what else are you doing for the next hundred years? What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm seeking vengeance against the, uh, the woman. I'm who seeking killed vengeance against uh, my you brother. Do, you do, no, you I guess don't. my brother for marrying my, my old wife. Yeah, but you were happy about that. Yeah. How did you come to be here? We heard there was good loot, actually. Oh, wait, everyone. I might have a cleric in my bag. Um, is, is it fresh? Uh, ish. Ish. I don't think that's going to work. Ugh. Just my basic understanding. It's got to be, like, basically still alive, at least. Okay. All right. I, I, do we have the time to go find a cleric of helm for you? Well, can you find one in the, about the next, oh, ten minutes? Yeesh. Do I have to sacrifice myself to save the world, guys? If you wouldn't mind. I say no. Wait, what? But we can fight monsters. Can we fight a beast, whatever this thing is? Well, that's no, what... no, you can't. So but you must it... stop the rising. That's what they seek to do. Yeah, so... so all we have to do is stop the people who are trying to do it, which is what we're already trying to do. But this is a much simpler way of doing it. By sacrificing Agatha. Well, sometimes you have to do things for the greater good, Finnick. I have been down here for centuries and was warped into what you saw. Tell me, has any of that gotten out about up there? Well, you've ruined some uh, some sporting games. Yeah, no, our team's been really having a lot of struggle lately. and I, I think it's largely your fault, yeah. Fook reaches out to Steve to see what's going on up top. Above ground, it is just devastation. Since you've been down, people have gone mad with rage and violence, and they're ripping each other to shreds. They're, the dark energy is flowing out, and especially from the moment that you defeated the grandmother, there was a shockwave of dark energy, and fire has begun spurting from the ground. Agatha, things are getting worse up there. Yes, I get that sense. The only way is to sacrifice your life and spend centuries until you too decay and the evil must be contained once again. Or you could destroy the stone, but then uh, there uh, must uh, be um, another person to take me. your... Uh, just a sec. Destroy a stone? 
Only if you aren't willing to sacrifice centuries yes, of your life. Yes, destroy stone. What's which which stone? This one over here. Fook splits a, spo- a stone. No, it's well, it's sort of a. Sort oh, this of a one then. Magical gemstone. Fook splits another stone. Not no, it's not in this room. No, this looks fun. No. Hank is now smashing a couple of stones just for the fun of it. People worked hard on those carvings. This one over here? <laughs> <laughs> so, Cleric, can I speak to you? Will you sacrifice yourself and spend centuries decaying within this cramped and small circle? What circ- about this pillar? <laughs> That's a load-bearing pillar. <laughs> My gazebo. <laughs> the gazebo crumbles to the floor. I suppose you could pass through the portal and into their lair to find the stone which binds the portal outside of time and space. And, well, if you are able to escape swiftly enough, you might even not get sucked into non-existence. So you're saying if we go through this portal, there'll be an even cooler stone that we can break. And Finnick is very fast indeed. Yes, that is what she's saying. Can we also rest there? <laughs> Let me describe the devastation up top. I don't think we have time to rest. Looking once again through the eyes of Steve, the horror he sees is unspeakable. Point me towards this gem, old woman. We have bound them outside of time and space. You must have read the equations and seen how... Simple and beautiful at uh, all. Yes, was. yes. Those I got very bro- nice. I got a good start on them, but I feel like it would take me a little more time to get all the ones, all the ones. I found a mistake near the end, but I fixed it. So, cleric, you must simply go through the portal and find the gemstone. We hid it, but they might have found it. Yes. Well, you still haven't pointed out where this portal is. Yes, the portal that we go through. All of us go through to find ah, this gemstone. Yes. She floats away from you. She floats through you, Agata. And you sort of feel... Okay, seriously, don't float through people. That was creepy. You're a bit slimed. Ask for consent. And she floats up to the sarcophagus and goes inside and disappears underneath it. Ooh, it's a trick to make you go into the sarcophagus. Agata (laughs) turns to Hank. Hank, why do I have to educate everybody about not going through people and doing things to them that they don't want done? Do you feel creeped out? Yes, I feel very creeped out. She just flew would, right would you, through me. Would it comfort you for a hug? No. <laughs> uh, the lid of the sarcophagus slams shut, and then it starts to rumble. You see light shining out from within the cracks, and the lid blows off, and you see a portal. I think that's the portal. It is flashing with purple and black as it swirls dark within it, and you have a sense of unease pervading you as you get closer. Hank takes out his staff and pokes it in, stirs it around, and then pulls it back out. Well, you just told them we're coming, so now they know. Are we leaving the rod behind? I got no, it. I got take, it. You never taking... go through a portal without sticking something in it first. That is rule number one. Half of portals go to places that are just on fire all the time. Also, good recommendation for dating. Yes. <laughs> At least... Poke them first. Make sure they're real. One time, I dated a ghost. Hank, you got to ask them first. Do we take the rod or do we not? It's a good question. Do we want we to We don't leave? know. We'll be coming back to this room. We, That's true. Mm, but if we... Dude, has the, the door hasn't opened back up, so it may just close. And even if we did come back yep. to this room, we'd be stuck. Yep. It's a gamble. 
What's your vote? I vote we take the rod. You I vote we know. take the rod. Uh, let's take the rod. Okay. Agata walks back and pulls out the rod. The marble crashes down, sealing the entrance. I guess we're going through the portal. That's the only way out of this room. Hank is still inspecting his staff to see if it has any scorch marks on it. Okay, stop staring at your staff. I mean, half the time it's burnt. I just gotta check. Make sure there's any sort of weird damage to it. It has purple goo on it. Ooh. So we're going to be a little gooey when we get through. I mean, it's not the worst dimension I've ever been to. I still have my wand of prestidigitation. Who wants to go first? I kind of like the idea of being born again. Uh, Hank, why don't you stick your staff through again? Are we going to just skip over how weird that thing is that Finnick just said? What? Okay. Why'd you go through? You got a bunch of purple goo on you? Do you remember being born? Agata walks up and shoves Hank through the portal. I feel like you were being a hypocrite. Yeah, well, about time you got some of your own medicine. Who's next? Hank, going through this portal is a traumatic experience. You feel yourself being pulled out of reality. You feel almost as though you yourself have no existence for a time. And frankly, what Phoenix said seems prescient for once when you... The portal opens on the other side and you are thrust out. You are covered in this purple slimy goo and you feel like you have been born into this new reality that you're in. Where you see is dark. It's wet. It appears to be a cavern. Very high ceilings, about nine feet high, which is very high for a cavern. But it feels like this has been chiseled out roughly. I mean, nothing's killing me yet. That's a pretty good start. I'm barely on... I'm just gooey. I'm not even on fire. I think this is a safe place. Discomforting, but safe. As soon as you say discomforting, but safe, you hear the sound of someone screaming in great pain, which is rapidly cut short. We cut back to the three remaining members of the party just standing there staring at the portal. So, it's been a while. Should we go back after Hank? I have a feeling he might be dead soon if we I, don't. We, I think we should. We've already established that there's no other way out of this room now. Yes. yes. Phoenix steps through. Okay, Geronimo. Agata steps through. Goodbye, normal universe. Fook steps through. As Hank hears them coming from behind him, he lays down on the ground and plays dead. In the most horrific face he can come up with. Ah, it was like being born again. No, it was not. Not the 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 maintenance man. Agata comes through, and because Finnick has not moved from in front of the portal, smashes right into Finnick. Ah, Finnick, seriously, you step through, you move away. Well, oh. I saw the I saw the maintenance man. Fook oh. pops in. Being knocked down by the two of them who still have not stepped away from the portal door. Oh, uh, see, I told you he was going to be dead. Boo! Nah. Yeah. I'm fine. No, it didn't kill me. It is terrifying in here, though. It is. There are screams everywhere. Seriously, I want to kill you right now. Back in the room you just left, it is silent. The portal is closed. And just then... The apparition of the grandmother rises from beneath the sarcophagus, her arms full of gleaming magical weapons and staffs and 
bubbling potions. Wait, you'll need the... Oh, shit. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons-powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Georgiou as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. This has been a Kicks and Giggles production created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell, with editing by Maddox Campbell, theme music by Derek Baldwin, and engineered by Andrea Miller. Find out more at cavernsandcomedians.com and please rate, share, and review the podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, come on. I get to do the finishing blow. Pun intended. Oh, it's a grandma. A dead grandma. (laughs) Where are you putting the sword? Let's just keep going. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy... Once upon a time there was a gnome. Once upon a time there was an elf. Once upon a time there was a little Once upon a time there was a gnome. Once upon a time there was a time there was a time there was a time there was an old rock. Once upon a time 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 and no one lived happily ever after. Fairy tales for unwanted children. Find us on iTunes or at periodically.ca.